I don't know if you were looking at me or not. You probably smile like that all the time. I don't mean to bother you, but I couldn't just walk by and not say hi. And I know your name, cause everybody in here knows your name. You're not looking for anything right now, so I don't want to come on strong. Don't get me wrong, your eyes are so intimidating My heart is pounding, but it's just a conversation No girl, I'm not wasted, you don't know me I don't know you, but I want to And I don't want to steal your freedom I don't want to change your mind I don't have to make you love me I just want to take your time I don't want to wreck your Friday I ain't gonna waste my life I don't have to take your heart I just want to take your time And I know it starts with hello And the next thing you know You try to be nice And some guy's getting too close Trying to pick you up Trying to get you to run and I'm sure one of your friends is about to come over here Cause she's supposed to save you from random guys that talk too much And wanna stay too long It's the same old song and dance But I think you know it well You could've rolled your ass, told me to go to hell Could've walked away, but you're still here And I'm still here Come on, let's see where it goes I don't wanna steal your freedom Boys and girls, what a great song to open the show with, right? Little Sam Hunt, take your time. I'm always down for some Sam Hunt. That, that guy can uh, he can play a few instruments. The voice is on point. That would be a good song for Fourth of July, right? I want to take your freedom. Just want to take your time. Great jam, great jam. So we have UFC 290. We'll break it down for you, the full card. We'll start with the prelim, work our way up to the main card. Uh, we'll get through it pretty quickly, maybe an hour-ish. We'll play a few songs along the way to keep you entertained. Uh, we'll take a break or two along the way to listen to a song or two, if that's okay with you guys. Um, all that said, let's jump into the first fight in the main. Oh, let me, before I do that, 
This is happening on Saturday, right? Four o'clock p.m. Eastern start time. So very early for the East Coast people. I can't imagine if you're like in Cali, it's uh, just about what, uh, one o'clock type of thing, start time or in Vegas. So quite early for those people out there. We've got 12 total bouts on the card. The last two fights are, of course, championship fights. Volkanovski versus Rodriguez and Moreno versus Pantoja. If you have any money on the line, then maybe pay attention to some of our betting spots here. We can give you some pointers that you know might strike your fancy. If you're just watching and enjoying, uh, you want some information on the fighters, then we got you there as well. Uh, let me get rid of that banner on the bottom of the screen, right? Because uh, the show has started, right? <laughs> maybe I should get rid of that. Um, okay. So all that said, uh, yeah, Saturday, July 8th, 4 p.m. Eastern, being held in Las Vegas, not at the Apex, though, in the T-Mobile Arena. So it'll be the full, you know, the full crowd, the whole deal. Has some changes. We'll talk about them as we get there. Um, I wouldn't say controversial changes, but changes that kind of pique people's interest and begs to ask the question of parity and competition and where we're at right now in the UFC in terms of is there parity? Do we have, you know, competition? And we've seen some fights recently where it was huge odds. And uh, in this fight card, we have a few situations like that as well. So we'll talk about those as we get there. Um, but without further ado, let's jump into this uh, prelim card. Okay. So first fight, Esteban Robovics, the Argentina fighter from uh, from down south, right? South America versus Camuela Kirk, the American fighter who has been off for about 16 months. Right away, I was like, hey, red flag for me. It's not the end of the world, but these long layoffs, and I want to cite Guram Kudalatse, we were fading Guram Kudalatse recently because of the layoff more than anything else. Now, granted, not going to sit here on my, you know, my soapbox and tell you, oh, we knew he was going to, you know, that that uh, Brenner would win. No, Brenner almost got knocked out in round one. It was an ugly fight. He got cut. Could have gone either way. But those long layoffs, man, they find ways to creep up and, and, and be bugaboos, whether it's managing cardio. In the case of Kwamala Kirk, it's about 16 months. That's 16 months too many. At 29, like to see him be more of an active fighter. I listen to a lot of the popular breakdown channels out there and people like the, you know, Cody Saftics over at Dogger Pass. And most people at least hint towards Kamala Kirk's wrestling ability. They'll hint towards it. The numbers don't really astonish you. He's averaging 0.86 takedowns per fight. That's not a lot. And it's not as if Esteban Robovics can't get back up or can't defend takedowns or can't do some work on the ground himself. So I, I just don't find myself coming to the window for Kwamala Kirk at plus 125. I think Robovics, who, yeah, terrible loss against Luke, Robots, Ro, Ro, uh, Luke Radzibov. That was his last fight, lost by decision. Excuse me, bad loss because we just saw what Loic did, right? And Loic just got <laughs> smacked around. His leg got kicked out, got finished by Rebeski, dominant performance by Rebeski. And you see that version of Loic Rodspoff, and you're like, that guy beat Robovics? Yes, but look, Robovics is 27, still making adjustments. The guy's got finishing ability on the feet and on the ground. Could he lose here? Absolutely. The perfect game plan for Kwamala Kirk, get two takedowns, eat up two rounds, stay away from the, the overhand, power of Esteban Robovics. Wear him out, drag him to the end of the fight. Yes, that's that's the key to victory for Kamala Kirk. I, I just have a little more faith in Esteban Robovics. I think he learned a little bit from last fight. I believe he comes in here a little better, a little sharper, and gets that finish in round one. I can't say it was going to be a knockout submission because he could be a cl club and sub as well. He's a very good finisher when it comes to submission game as well. So give me Esteban Robovics. And in terms of betting spots, I like him inside the distance at plus 110. 
the fight not going to decision is minus 280. That's my prop lock. That's the one I feel the most confident in for this fight because that covers me in the case of Robovic's doing something silly, young fighter, uh, getting choked out by Cormella Kirk. Uh, under two and a half, minus 190. Those are the spots we like for this fight. Let's move on. Next fight, Flyway Battle, 125 pounders, Jesus Aguilar versus Shannon Ross. How do I put this? I feel like I'm on the opposite side of almost everyone with this fight because I do respect those who are picking Shannon Ross. The guy's not a bad fighter. He has his brothers in the fight car with him from Australia. He'll be, you know, feeling the whole love from that whole thing. And he's coming off back-to-back losses. He's looking to bounce back. You know, it, it, it's he's got all the ingredients for a good performance. He's the better boxer. I mean, a lot going for him. Plus 120. You know, what else can I say? More experience, 20 fights compared to 10. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to like him. Flip side, he's 34. Aguilar's 27. Aguilar is a Mexican fighter. It is, um, it's in the DNA, put it that way. Mexican fighters right now are doing really well. There's a bunch of Mexican fighters on this fight card, just like Shannon Ross will draw some energy from his Australian brothers. So will Jesus from his brothers on the fight card, along with the fans, right? And we're a little closer to Mexico for this fight than we are Australia. Now, on a serious note, again, Aguilar, good submission ability. I mean, I'd say like kind of above average, and boxing, not so good. So for him, he has to get the fight to the ground, has to find a submission. If he cannot, yes, he'll get picked apart in the feet. He'll lose the fight. I'm just going with momentum here. I feel like Ross is on a bad skid right now, and I just don't have faith in him right now. Could he win the fight, look good? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe next time around, I'm on his, I'm on his side. Yeah. Now, for betting purposes, I'm not betting Aguilar at minus 140 straight up. I don't feel like so confident, like, oh, he'll win the fight for sure. I think Ross definitely could win. But I like the prop bets here. How about the fight? Not going to decision because either Ross knocks out the Mexican or the Mexican submits him. That's minus 200. It's a little chalky if you compare it to the money line, but it covers you both ways. You're like, hey, look, someone does something silly. He slips on a banana peel. I'm covered both sides. He's got your 27, 34 young guy versus a guy who in Shannon Ross is a middling veteran right now. Like it's now or never. So I think we see a finish at some point under two and a half is minus 150. The sub prop for Aguilar is plus 200. The KO prop for Ross at plus 250. All spots we like are prop lock. And again, this is the prop we feel the most confident in for this fight. This is the prop that we would probably parlay. If we had to choose one spot to parlay from this fight, that's the fight not going to decision at minus 200. Okay. One more fight before I get a drink because I am like cotton mouth right now. <laughs> Next one, Bantamweight Bout, 135 pounders, Cameron Simon, the South African versus Terrence Mitchell. Now, Mitchell comes in here as the late replacement. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it's he's got a very little chance of winning. Let's just put that out there first. And I, I don't want to poke fun. I'm not here to you know talk any kind of down on any kind of fighters because, quite frankly, these guys can beat all of us up. Probably can beat my old ass up. Uh, but for Terrence Mitchell, the 15-2 and two record looks good. Um, but, you know, he's coming from a regional scene that's not known to be very competitive. Uh, the Alaska scene has is, is been up and down. Of course, Jerry Cannonier comes from up there. So you're like, oh, Jerry Cannonier is good. But overall, it's been sporadic. This guy's had a lot of weird layoffs. You know, two years here, three, four years there. And ultimately, didn't look very good on the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> ultimately didn't look good in the ultimate fighter yet he he had a quick showing there got picked apart i think it was kai car friends hit with a few hard overhand rights and 
uh, didn't look good. Uh, the film I've seen on this guy, to me, he doesn't belong in the situation. But what was the first matchup? The first matchup was supposed to be Cameron Samen versus uh, Christian Rodriguez. That would have been a better fight. Uh, but this is a late replacement. Terrence Mitchell coming in. He's around plus 390. You've got Samen at minus 540. That's not an appropriate price tag, even though I, I'm choosing Samen. I would like Samen more at the minus 300 range. And I know I'm like, oh, I'm being you know a little bit greedy there. But he, he look, he was minus 275 last fight. He won by a majority decision. He was overpriced in that spot. Could he be overpriced here again? Yeah. You know, and Mitchell maybe comes in here with a new feather in the cap and can keep the fight at range, make it a battle. He'll have some, you know, will he be taller? I'm not sure that he'll be taller, but I, I believe he has enough physical tools to match up well with Samen. Our prediction is Samen to win the fight by split decision. And I'm going to try to play Houdini here with you guys. I think it's a close fight. See a little bit of blood. Maybe Terrence cuts Samen. We get ourselves into a real close fight. And ultimately, it's, it's like you're not sure. Heck, maybe even Mitchell looks like he may have won. But UFC is going to be like, we can't give Cameron Samen a loss by split decision. And still undefeated. I don't know, Samen. That's our tinfoil cap prediction for the fight card. Samen by split decision. The fight going to the scorecards, by the way, is plus 330. So we're also on the opposite side of the books there. They expect the finish to happen. We're thinking the fight goes longer. Over 1.5 rounds at plus 140. Mitchell, by decision, by the way, is plus 1,000. And Samen, by decision, is plus 550. Uh, remember, Samen went to decision last fight against Mana Martinez. And it was a bit of a war. The fight starts round number two is plus 100. The split props are alive and well here. Samen by split is plus 1,800. Mitchell by split at plus 2,800. And our prop lock for this fight is the fight starting round number two at plus 100. Yeah, we'll be doing a lot of dipping into this fight. We'll be parlaying some of the stuff. Some stuff will play straight up. There's money to be made here. I just think the lines are a little bit off, and I expect Mitchell... Again, maybe not the greatest fighter, but uh, at least stick around for a little bit and maybe make this a closer fight than people expect. All right. Uh, let me get a drink. I will be right back with you guys. I have super duper cotton mouth here and uh, I need to go ahead and get myself a glass of, of water or juice or something. So I shall return. I shall return.
All right, I'm back, guys. Sorry about that. Got myself some water here. Feel much better. Um, fight of the night was being asked by Antoine Willis. Do you mean for this upcoming uh, fight card? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess uh, Pantoja and um, Moreno. That would be the fight of the night for me. That's what I would go with. And um, as for the fight of the night for yeah, that's what I think you're asking, right, Antoine? If you're not, let me know, brother, and I will I will answer the question. Okay, let's move on. We're going to Vitor Petrino versus Marcin Prachniał, Polish fighter versus the Brazilian. And uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I do like Vitor. I think he knocks out Prachniał early. Prachniał has been knocked out three times in the first round. I believe those are his last three losses. Not the last three fights for him, but last three losses for him. And I also believe if Vitor hits Prachniał and lands with those power shots that he landed in his last fight against that Tur Turkle guy, I'm saying his name wrong, but the last opponent for Vitor, Vitor hit him with just about everything but the kitchen sink in that first round. And that young man displayed a hell of a chin. Uh, Vitor got sloppy in his grappling. He got reversed. A better grappler would have submitted him. Is Marcin Prachniał grappler? No. Prachniał won his last fight by a whatever you want to call that what William Knight was doing out there. Uh, weird fight. Uh, he won the fight, did enough to win. But let's let's just keep it 100 here. Prachniał is the kind of guy who needs to be careful, stay at range. And if Vitor hits him with any of those nuclear shots, it's going to be one and done. I think it happens early. I think Vitor hits him with something really hard, really hard early. I like Vitor a lot here. I think at minus 25 on main line, he's a great spot. He gets a first-round knockout. That's my prediction. The fight not going to the cards is minus 360. Under 2.5 at minus 280. If you're betting Vitor on DraftKings, you can get him within the first two rounds. So a round one or two finish at minus 135. Love that spot. I mean, I, I, if it goes round three, I'll be a little surprised. Last fight, it did go round three, and that also cost me some money because I had the under, I believe, under 1.5 or fight starting not starting round three that last fight. And damn, I thought he was going to have Turkle out of there. But uh, I think Prashnil again has proven that his chin is not as durable, for example, as, as his last opponent. So the prop lock here is just Vitor winning outright. That's just in case he can't finish Prashnil for a certain reason. I still think he gets the takedowns, averaging, what, four takedowns per fight type of thing, uh, heavy hands. And again, for Prashnil, it'll be for him, he needs to maneuver not getting hurt for all 15 minutes because if he gets clipped one time, it'll be uh, it'll be over. It'll be over fast. So that's my breakdown of that fight. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys like Prachnial? I mean, the Polish fighter has been around, more experience. Um, you know, 22 fights compared to eight for Petrino. He's 35, not too old. Uh, been a pro for 10 years, more than double amount of time. And there's there's certain things too, like about Prachnial. He's fought the better training schedule. You can go on and on. I just think Vitor is, uh, he's that dude, man. <laughs> he's that dude. He's built something special. Like he's, you know, Okay, let's move on. Next fight, Tatsuro Taira, the Japanese fighter, up against Edgar Shires, another Mexican fighter on the fight card, which, again, if you're a fighter in this card and you're from Mexico, you're feeling that, you know, Brandon Moreno, you've got um, uh, Jesus Aguilar, multiple brethren on this fight card. There'll be some level of camaraderie. And if you know anything about Las Vegas, it's not quite on the border of Mexico, but it's got a, you know, a, a strong contingent of the, you know, South Latin American, uh, you know, fan base. And so you'll see some of that 
granted it's the prelim card so can't get you know too ahead of ourselves here but nonetheless um edgar shires at plus 700 good lord give the guy a shot uh tyra at 10 minus 1050 look I i'm gonna pick tyra to win and, and most people will pick tyra to win if you're betting the fight pay attention here it's gonna be submission for tyra minus 225 right there you're cutting that 1050 out the window take a stab at him by submission or if you want to protect yourself from both sides the fight just simply not going to decision at minus 360 that covers you if the tyra kid makes a mistake by the way edgar shires who has finishing ability he's plus 1200 for inside the distance i mean 10 bucks to make 120 i almost have to play it the other two and a half is minus 280. I like that spot a lot as well as a parlay piece. Tyra's 23 years old. You know, that's my only bit of concern. They are giving him a good matchup. Clearly, the market's favoring him. He's undefeated. We all know this. Japanese prospect, the Japanese market. UFC wants to appeal that market. We get it. But good Lord, minus 1050. I mean, I'm not a big time gambler. I'm not a hustler, you know, but... I would tell you, man, it's 1050. You don't make money in the long term betting those kind of fight lines. So I'm going to tell you, you're sprinkling some props here. The submission prop for Tyra, that's how he gets the job done. Fight not going to decision again. Those are the spots I'll be looking at. Um, but no way I'm betting Tyra outright on the money line and no way I'm parlaying him. And I'll probably find a way after a few shots on game day to uh, put a sprinkle there on Shiraz just because I'll be feeling the whole Mexican warrior ethos, right? Okay, let's move on. Light heavyweight bout. So big boys, Jimmy Crute at minus 130 versus Alonzo Menafield the second. And this is also their second time fighting a rematch. Last time they fought, bit of a dud. Goes to a draw. Uh, Menafield probably should have won, but grabs defense. So I guess should have, could have. Got a point taken away in a fight that left you kind of holding. You know, if you had bet on Menafield that night, I remember we were picking Menafield to win. So he was kind of like, ah, oh, damn, you know. But it draws like whatever. You move on. You get your money back. Still, um, I believe he's the better fighter. I believe he comes out here and puts it to Jimmy Crute and actually finishes the job and knocks him out. If you recall the first fight, he did have Jimmy Crute a little bit on skates early on. Couldn't finish the deal. He is a very jack guy. Tends to fatigue. Needs to be careful with that. Crute has a path to victory too, though. He can just get takedowns, position control, ride it out. For me, the spots I like here are the fight going over a half round. Now check this out over just a half round is minus 600. I know it's super chalky, but look, people will parlay Bo Nickel. They'll parlay people like Cameron Saman at minus 540. How about parlaying the fight going over a half round at minus 600? I think crew can get past a half round. One takedown, eat up a minute or so of time, gets him there. So that's one spot I like. That's my prop lock for this fight. The fight not going to decision is minus 400. Over 1.5 rounds is even money. The KO prop for Bennett Field is anytime KO at plus 165. For Crute by decision, it's plus 600. So if you like Crute, that's a good spot, man, by decision. Round one KO for Bennett Field, which is our prediction here, is plus 350. That's our predicted outcome. Now the split props, you got plus 1,800 for Crute and plus 2,000 for Bennett Field. Why would I play those? Uh, they went to draw their last fight. <laughs> they went to a draw. They know each other. What's there to say that we can get through round one? Like, and it's a round one where both guys are a little passive. They know each other. They're kind of used to, you know, they're making adjustments. And we end up with, they went three rounds, a fourth round, no problem. And now we're into that fifth of, the, of their fifth round 
of their five total rounds having fought each other. I just feel like, look, these two guys have put it out there. They can go the distance against each other. Went out again and went out a really close decision. So I'm going to play those split props as well and see what happens. But again, the prop lock is over a half round at minus 600. Okay, let's move on. Oh, this name is always tough for me to say, and I don't want to butcher it, but we've got Yasmin Yaraguay. I feel like I'm trying to say the country of Uruguay. I'm not trying to do that, but Huaraguay, Yasmin Huaraguay against Denise Gomes. So we've got minus 410 for Yasmin, plus 375 for Denise, uh, a line that has also gotten a little out of hand, right? We we shouldn't see Yasmin this much of a favorite right now, at least not yet. She's five-year professional career, 24 years old. You got Gomes at 23. They're both very young fighters. It just seems to me like we're, we're, we're putting too much on Yasmin's side. Now, I think she'll win. I think she'll look much better down the stretch. She'll be sharper. Her volume should win the day. But we've seen some chinks in the armor. She has been knocked down. Uh, she does eat some punches, doesn't play many defensive tactics in her arsenal. It's just more of offense, and she's confident in her chin. Uh, that could prove to be a problem in the, in the future against better opponents. Now, for Denise Gomes, a bit sloppy, too. I think she leaves herself open for punches, and I just think Yasmin will be athletic enough, the more athletic fighter, to be quicker at range and pile up, especially rounds two and three. I think she sort of extends herself is the busier fighter and does enough to to kind of go with the decision. Now, the prop locks. Fight, fight starting round number two is minus 450. The fight going to decision is minus 135. The over 1.5 rounds at minus 300. I like Yasmin by decision at plus 110. And again, the split props. It's a female fight going to decision. So Yasmin by split is plus 700. Denise by split is plus 2,000. And the prop lock here is the fight going to round number two at minus 450. Yes, it's chalky, but all you need is five minutes. You get to round number two, have that in a parlay. <sighs> nice and easy. Look, my theory is if you're saying, well, oh, minus 450 is chalky. Yasmin to win the main line is minus 410. People are going to play her at that price tag. I know that. They're already doing that. That's why the line keeps swelling. So if you're going to play her at that spot, not straight up, but as a parlay piece, dude, consider minus 450 for the just fight going number two. And this way, no matter what the hell happens in round number one, barring a finish, you're good. You're just minus 40 points off. It's almost in the same vicinity. I just, I feel better with that. Just my two cents. Let's move up the card and also find ourselves some beats. It's too quiet back here. Too quiet back here. Is, my boss, is that my Boston accent? I don't know what kind of Mike Tyson accent. I don't know what that is. All right. Next fight. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of one-sided fights, we had the Tatsura Tire fight. Minus 1050, right? Versus Shires. Plus 700. We'll check out this guy here. Minus 950 for Jack De La Madalena versus Josiah Harrell, who's coming in on late replacement. Um, I feel like if I spend too much time in this fight, I'll be wasting my breath. Um, Madeline's going to win the fight. Probably round one, round two, knockout. Um, fight not going to round number three is our prop lock. That's minus 500. Under, under 1.5 rounds, minus 270. Fight not going to decision, by the way, is minus 1100. <laughs> not playing that, but just give you an idea of what the market expects. Yeah, Michael Lennon is a good fighter. This is not a, a good opponent for him because the guy's not, you know, he's, you look at his film, he's from a regional scene. He's coming in here late replacement. Michael Lennon was supposed to fight uh, Sean Brady, and I liked him in that spot. People actually like Sean Brady. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, man, my line is, my line is a, a real deal. This guy is legit. 
Um, he'll end up finishing this guy pretty quickly, probably the first round or round and a half. That's that's my expectation. And again, the prop lock is the fight not going to round number three. And Madalena, by the way, is from Australia. So him, you know, you got guys like Shannon Ross, you got, you know, uh, Robert Whitaker, Alexander Volkanowski, all the guys from Down Under, you know, team Down Under, you know, getting the spirit from each other and rallying each other. So if Ross wins his fight, for example, right, and you got, you know, Madalena winning his fight, you know, you got Volkanowski, Whitaker, who knows? You could all win, right? We put them onto one parlay. <laughs> Next fight, last fight on the prelim card, at least for now. A welterweight bout, 170 pounders, Nico Price, very exciting fighter. He always shows up to fight. His fights tend to end in blood and, and finishes, and it's exciting. He doesn't back down. A lot of personality uh, against the legendary Robbie Lawler. Yes, 41-year-old Robbie Lawler, 22-year professional uh, Robbie Lawler. And this will be Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. So very happy to see him out here one last time. A guy that we've enjoyed watching for years. Well-respected. Uh, my only my only change would be putting him on the main card. But hey, it is what it is. At least give him the main spot on the premium card, right? Okay, here's the spots we like here. We're worried about Lawler's chin. That's the thing. His his last few fights and got a little finish. And he's 41. And Nico's a bit of a crazy man. But I think we do get to round number two. That's minus 250. I think at least we have some early respect. The first two minutes of like, hey, man, you're a legend. And Nico's talked about it off, you know, on the record. I'm sorry, not off the record. On the record, has said he's respecting the fact that he's getting this fight against Robbie Lawler, retirement fight, and, you know, a legend, whatever. So there's going to be some level of like, you know, those fights where you like, you want them to finish each other. And then round three, they come out and they hug each other for like 30 seconds. And you're like, oh, hey, man. And you're like, come on, finish him. I think we get some of that like mutual love type of thing. And that results in maybe the fight going a little longer at times, or we don't see that savagery hatred you would see from some other guys. And so that's my theory on why this fight goes over 1.5 rounds. That's why it starts round number two. And I think Lawler, by the way, can get an upset here. Lawler by decision at plus 550. And here's my rationale. It was the fight with... um Roxanne Monteferi, I believe. Roxanne Monteferi had a fight towards the end of her career where she lost by a split decision, I believe. And I still to this date will say the judge who gave her that one you know, fight card, it was just simply nostalgia because of the legendary status, the respect. I've been around for a long time and I get it. Could Lawler get something like that here on Saturday night? <laughs> Could like one or two judges be like, you know what? He's a legend and he's the kind of guy who's represented the sport for a long time. And I'm not sure this round was close. I do think we see blood. There will be blood. You know, I think someone gets cut. If you know Lawler, he, might, he don't mind, he, you know, swallowing his own blood. So there's going to be some danger and some violence. But again, that mutual respect, I think we find ourselves this fight going deeper. And so if you like Nico Price, I just, I think this fight goes longer. Looking at him winning the fights in round two or three would make more sense or even by decision. The prop lock for us here is the fight going to round number two at minus 250 and again we think nico wins the fight but man lawler there's there's a dog in him there's a dog in him and so consider him as somebody maybe to put a sprinkle on as, as a dog spot and that's your premium card for usc 290 let's jump over to the main card it opens up with a middleweight bout between bo nickel and val woodburn you may have heard of this bo nickel guy he's kind of a household name yeah, Bo Nickel's the big deal, man. He is the flavor of, of the month, the year. You know, the UFC is in love with him. The fan base is 
swelling underneath this former Penn State college wrestler, national champion wrestler. He's got, uh, you know, smart, got a whole media team behind him. He's got a, a team of, of, of fighters who former wrestlers of his teammates that he works out with and trains with. And, you know, from all intended purposes, this guy's got his head screwed on tight. And you love it, man. This guy's got a bright future. He will eventually become, at least if not a champion, he'll contend for a belt at some point. Okay. <laughs> now that I gave you all that about Bo Nickel and, and what we love about him, and he's good looks and everything, he is fighting complete, complete invisible people. Like no one. They're not giving him anyone. Now, Jamie Pickett, that was actually somewhat of someone of a fight. That was the last fight. And he tore apart Pickett, right? But every single thing else we've seen, it's just been not competition. And it's the same exact thing in the situation. They're giving him a complete layup. He'll go to 5-0. and oh. He'll finish the fight in the first round. He'll get a submission early on. The crowd will cheer. And it's great, right? Good for It's good for Bo Nickel. And then again, it's like, is it good for Bo Nickel? At some point, Bo Nickel also has to fight people that are going to challenge him and get him to be better. Hearing that Clayton Rodriguez won this fight, and that Clayton was in Las Vegas and he was on the UFC roster and available to fight. And the UFC was like, no, 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 we, we, we don't want to, no, 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 we, 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 no, no, thank you, Clayton. We'll, and Clayton was like, no, no, I'll fight him. I'm ready. I'm right here. They're like, no, no, we don't, no, we, no, we're, we're just, he's not, he's not ready. <laughs> so at some point, this will, it'll go full circle. For now, good for Bo Nickel. He'll get a first round finish. The fight going under 1.5 rounds at minus 425 is our prop lock. Um, Bo Nickel uh, within the first or Bo Nickel to win in under 1.5 rounds is minus 400. That's much better than minus 2800. Again, Bo Nickel to win in under 1.5 rounds is minus 400. I like that spot. The fight not going to decision is minus 1400. Not playing that. Just letting you know. Uh, Val Woodburn has some knockout power. If you want to take a dip at something, how about Val Woodburn in round one or two any type of finish of any kind, that's plus 2,200. On the money line, he's plus 1,200 just outright. But look, Bo Nickel wins the fight. It's it's a main event. I'm sorry, main card fight on a pay-per-view. And you're basically just watching one guy roll over another guy. Kind of confusing. This would be the one fight on the main card that you could have flip-flopped with Nico Price and Lawler because at least that'll be a fight, a real one. <laughs> this one right here, it's a, it's a, it's a practice session for Bo Nickel. He moves on, and the hype train continues. All right, next fight. Jalen Turner, lightweight bout, versus Dan Hooker. Jalen the Tarantula Turler, Turner, excuse me, a physical specimen, 13-6. and six. He's minus 275 on the line. We like him a lot here. And nothing against Dan Hooker, but look, Turner is younger. We feel he's stronger. He's got amazing submission skills for being 28 years old and coming into the game kind of like fresh, you know, still kind of learning his way, but has really good submission skills, long body. Has good striking ability too. I think the ceiling is very high on him. He's making big improvements. And I think that minus 275 line looks great, especially after he wins this fight. I also believe he finishes uh, Hooker by a submission. So the fight not going to decision at minus 280 is a spot I like. Turner inside the distance at minus 150. Oh, how this? The fight goes over a half round again. Here we go. Minus 600. Now, even though I like Turner to win the fight and to get a finish, I mean, it's just two and a half minutes. I think we get past two and a half minutes. So, again, over a half round at minus 600 is our prop block for this fight. Under two and a half rounds at minus 200. And the split props are on our radar. For a split, for Turner, is plus 1,400. For Hooker, it's plus 1,600. 
Now, what I say splits here, because if Hooker starts getting the wrestling going and slows down Turner, we've seen Turner have a problem with that at times. So we can see Turner winning the first half of the fight, maybe looking sharper, getting some getting a knockdown or something. And then Hooker hangs on. If you take down, slows down Turner, and we get ourselves in a very close split decision. And then at that point, listen, it's flipping a coin. We'll play both sides, right? Okay. Robert Whitaker. Yes, another guy from Australia fighting Drakis Duplessis, a South African who's been making waves and you know talking his game and trying to get himself a title fight. Well, the winner of this fight does get a chance to fight Adesanya. How about them apples? So that is the truth. Whoever wins this fight will fight Adesanya for Whitaker. He's fought Adesanya before. Obviously, come up short before, looking for another chance for Duplessis. He's been the new kid in the block. He's younger by three years from South Africa, talking a big game. He reps himself, he reps himself as the true future South African or African champion being from Africa and living in Africa, whatever definition he defines as being more African than not Asanya or Kamar Usman. Um, I digress, and I will say this. I think Drykus is a good fighter, exciting, strong, uh, has shown the ability to fight through adversity, get tired, find the second, win, all these different things. I just think Whitaker's up here, and Drykus is like right below that and not at that level yet. Whitaker has fought much better at competition, has been with some really good guys, has gotten chin-jacked, so if you like Drykus, I get that. Oh, Drykus could knock him out. Yes, that is true. Uh, Whitaker also could just land a bunch of jabs, outpoint him for three rounds, and get an easy win. So give me the fight going to decision at plus 150. The fight starts round number two at minus 280. Over 1.5 rounds at minus 175. The round three KO prop for Whitaker is plus 850 because I see this happening. Drykus has had an issue with conditioning, and yes, we know he had the nose surgery, and we'll see what happens there. But has fatigue, gets sloppy, and I can see Whitaker tagging him. Whitaker's an amazing striker when he's on point, man. The guy combinations, kicks the whole nine. And if you go back far enough, you can see Dragas getting finished. He's been finished before. So uh, the split props here. Whitaker by split is plus 900. Duplessis by split is plus 2,800. And for us, the prop lock is just Whitaker winning outright. Minus 410 on my line. Okay, co-main event. Brandon Moreno, the champion, flyweight champion, against Alexander Pantoja. I'll be honest with you. First of this fight, I thought to myself, Brandon, he's got this. It's Moreno. He's a legend. He's only 29. He's on top of the world. He's fought the, you know, these battles with Figueredo. And, you know, he's had these ups and downs in his career and got cut and let go. And, you know, ultimate fight. I mean, been through it all, right? He loves the Legos. He's a likable guy. But you start looking at Pantoja. And forgetting about the fact Pantoja beat him twice. That was a, another lifetime ago. Forget about that. Pantoja is a bad dude. His resume besides those wins is legit. He has legit finishing ability. I believe this. And I mean this with all due respect because I love me some Brandon Moreno. I just think Moreno gets just loose enough at times. He's willing to, you know, he's got that warrior ethos. He's, he's that Mexican warrior. He's confident in his chin he's confident he could take two to give one i love that about him everyone loves that about him that's what makes him brandon moreno he's a sweet guy outside the cage he goes in there he turns into a, you know a wolf but i think at least at the window for pantosha and that's all we need in this game right it's just a window of opportunity if i could skip forward for a second their rematch like ufc 299 or ufc 298 or something like that is gonna be rocking I know Moreno had the rematches with Figueredo, and he probably doesn't want to get to another trilogy or whatever. 
But imagine Moreno versus Pantoja, and that would be their fourth time fighting. It would be kind of like the Adesanya versus Pereira thing, right? Where Pereira had beaten him in the past, and here we go. And and so if Pantoja were to win, he would go three and zero against Moreno, just the way that Pereira went three and zero against Adesanya. And then we come back for that ultimate one last fight of all fights. And then we see Moreno come back like the warrior he is. And he goes into a bloody match and he gets his belt back. That's what I'm seeing in the future. I'm not suggesting it's scripted. No, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, you know, I could see that happening. No, on a serious note, I'm going to go with Pantosha here at plus 170. I mean, this could be pick them for me, um, but it's not. So I'll take it even more, you know, plus 170. Pantoja's 25 and five. He's 33. Both of them measure up size wise. Uh, there is a bit of a mental edge. You know, he did beat Moreno twice before. That's for real, for real. It did happen a great a long time ago. For me, the props I like the most for this fight are the fight going over 1.5 rounds at minus 500. The fight not going to decision. Again, it's a five round fight that's minus 100. Brandon Moreno inside the distance at plus 215. Pantoja to win inside the distance at plus 350. And then the fight going to split, right? So 800 plus 800 for Moreno by split plus 1200 for Pantoja by split. Our prop lock is the fight going over 1.5 rounds at minus 500 because I believe these guys are tough enough. At least we get there. But again, if I could double down on my reasoning for picking Pantoja, it's I believe that Moreno does just enough at times to expose himself. Uh, it's not overconfidence. It's just, a guy, listen, the guys, he's not perfect. No one's perfect. And I believe he gets loose enough. Pantoja finds that rear naked choke. Pantoja finds himself a submission. And he puts Moreno to a bad spot. And look, Moreno, he probably won't tap out. Probably to put this guy to sleep, right? So give me Alexander Pantosha to be the new flyweight champion. And you'll hear right away about the, the rematch for their quadrilogy. Okay, main event, Alexander Volkanowski. Speaking of legends, right? Up against Yair Rodriguez. Another Mexican on the fight card. Another warrior coming in here at plus 290. Also the dog. Um, up against Volkanovski at minus 380. Look, Volkanovski deserves to be whatever the books want to put him at. Minus 200, minus 400, minus five, whatever they want to do with this. But that's not a good bet. No, 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 no. Yair Rodriguez is the kind of guy where he does just enough of everything that he could be a problem. He could finish you. He could also go to the scorecards and beat you. Has he been to five-round fights like Volkanovski? Does he has he been tested in long battles like Volkanovski? Has he gone in there and almost gotten choked out and got no, no, he hasn't done what Volkanovski's done. Volk is a legend. Volk is uh in his own stratosphere. And Volk maybe wins the fight too. But give me Yaya Rodriguez at plus 290. I'm talking about betting here. I'm talking about making some money. You're not making money at minus 380. Now you could parlay Volk at minus 380, but you know what? I got a better parlay for you in a second. For the money line. I'm going to put a little chalk on uh, Rodriguez. I think he's got more than an opportunity to win the fight. The guy's nasty. He's kind of peeking out right now. He's 30 years old. Volk is 34. You know, just saying. And it is the time of the Mexicans. I can see, you know, Moreno winning and Yair winning and all these Mexican fighters winning in this fight card. I'm just saying. So give me Yair to win. But here's the prop locks I like. The fight going over 1.5 rounds is minus 450. Again, minus 450 for the fight, just going over 1.5 rounds. That's in the same vicinity as Volkanovski just to win on the main line. The fight starting in round number three is minus 280. That's just 10 minutes of fighting 
go round three. Volkanovski has a low finish rate, and he's also very durable. Could we see round three? I, I think so. We saw what five rounds with him and Ishmael. I'm mean, Ishmael, uh, uh, Islam Makachev. So fight going to round number three, minus 280. That's much better than Volk at minus 380, right? So those are some spots I like. The fight being won by decision for Yair is plus 1,000. I found myself like, couldn't believe that because, again, Volk, low finish rate, also very durable. So how would Yair win? Yair could win by maybe getting a, a cut, maybe getting some position control, getting a knockdown, you know, a few shots. The same way Islam won. Yeah, you can win by decision. That's plus 1,000. The split props. Okay. Volk by split plus 650. Okay, whatever. Not really a great return. But then you hear by split is plus 2,800. And I'm like, I had to rub my eyes. Like, wait, wait a second. Why the disparity? And I don't really know why. <laughs> I've been looking at I don't know why. Why would Yair be plus 2,800 by split? in bulk plus 650 you know a split would mean that we're coming down to one fight card going which way or another they should be closer that's just my humble opinion but i will be playing both sides and quite frankly if yeah wins by split i'll be very happy because plus 2800 is a tremendous return the prop lock for us here again is over 1.5 rounds at minus 450 I'm, i feel much better on that bet then taking Volkanovski at minus 380 because again the fight goes longer we don't know how it plays out the crowd everything else the next thing you know you're holding a ticket for minus 380 and you're like ah you're sweating out how about my over 1.5 rounds after that first what five seven and a half minutes you're good no more sweating you're good to go okay that is the full card breakdown our full summary of picks for ufc 290 i'm gonna give you a quick summary of our picks real quickly here before i get out of here this fight card again is taking place this Saturday, July 8th, with a 4 p.m. Eastern start time being held in Las Vegas. 12 total bouts. There's two titles in the line. Before I do leave, though, I will hit the comments section. If you have any comments that I missed, I haven't been paying attention for the comments. I apologize, guys. But if you left some comments, I will respond to those real quickly here before I get out of here. Okay. Let me give a summary of my picks and the methods. How about that? Exact method of victory for my picks. All right. So for UFC 290 main event, we like Rodriguez to win by decision. Co-main event, Pantoja by round three submission. Moving down, Whitaker by knockout in round three over Dreykus Duplessis. Jalen Turner by round two submission. Bo Nickel, round one submission. We're going to go with Nico Price to win that fight by decision. Jack De La Maddalena, round one knockout. Yasmin Uruguay, by decision. Alonzo Menafield, round one knockout over Jimmy Crute. Tatsura Tyra, round one submission. Vitor Petrino, round one knockout over Marcin Prachnion. Cameron Samen, by decision. Jesus Aguilar, round two submission. Esteban Robovix, round one knockout. And those are your picks and methods of victory for UFC 290. That's the breakdown, guys. Let me go to the comments section, see what you guys got to say here, and we'll reflect. Any, any questions, guys, give them to me. I'll pop some tunes on. We'll talk some business real quick. I can hang out at least for another 15, 20 minutes with you guys before I get out of here. It is 8 o'clock here, 8, 11 p.m. Eastern time, East Coast.
got a few things I want to do tonight before I pack things down. But let's get in the comment section. Also put on some tunes. Give me one second here. Spice things up here with some some uppity tunes. What do I got here? What's on deck here? Oh, great song. Shit. It's also a good reminder if you want to light up. Now's a good time. All righty. Let's get these comments going. MPT's up in here. MPTV, the money liner. Let's go. Antoine Willis. We'll start with my, my man, Thomas Manzanaro. I need to give him a special, special, special dap because, you know, he's behind the scenes working with us, getting the Instagram page going, the social going, and, you know, doing the work behind the scenes, you know? Getting it done. My man, Thomas Manzanaro, friends. But I just wanna tell the truth Before one of these haters load a couple shells and shoot This shit feel like when Fredro Star was a sunset park Stunting hard in this yellow goose yeah, and I'm a motherfucking yeah. best target, but a target nonetheless. And I just started, was that directed and why can't be? They must be talking to themselves, hold hands. Free. I totally agree, MPTV. And That's I'm what I'm thinking. It's the volume of Yasmin for Denise. If she can land a few power shots, you've uh, seen Yasmin take a seat before, so yeah. so good point, MPTV. Good point. Yeah, exactly. Look what Jack did to to Randy Brown. That dude, Jack Delamadalena, looks like a straight gangster. He looks like he's a Irish mafia, like back in the days of like Whitey and like <laughs> crooked nose playing no games. I want no parts of that dude. And neither will his opponent this weekend. Absolutely, tons of chalk. It's it's a Bellator card wrapped up with little like PFL, you know, little PFL crust. <laughs> Shock all up and down. And I guess the books are forcing you now to look at those props, right? The books are going to force you now to look real close and find those spots, right? Mayliner writes in here. He says, I like a sneaky over two and a half on this fight. I'm not sure which fight you were talking about, dude, but... Um, it's probably a good sharp spot because you're a sharp dude, my liner. So, what a great line! I don't do much vlogging. Yeah, so MPTV is is echoing what Ron was saying that there's so much chalk in the card. All these kids in the neighborhood can draw on the sidewalk with it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, well, that's that's an interesting thing, yeah. So, that's my strategy usually. Mayliner is like, don't ever bet on a retiring fighter because they usually don't win. Um, obviously, Amanda Nunez, 
we didn't know she's gonna retire that's one thing <laughs> uh, but yeah usually it's not a good thing and for lawler he's 41 so you're like Ugh, you know what i mean but man there's something about lawler and then and nico price gets just wild enough right so mpt right today says i'd like to see how Bo looks in the second round yeah we just i will say this though it, you know he though it says four and oh he wrestled for for years you know he's been wrestling for years and you know the process of being a, a high level wrestler he he's definitely gone through conditioning and cycles and tons of weight cutting over the, he'd been weight cutting since he was a kid man it's for years no but on a serious note i, I don't think he's gonna gas out like in round two um i think he'll be fine there but i would love to see just it go to round two right that would be awesome i don't think it happens though my bad did i say clayton rodriguez i meant chabralo jeez dude thank you for the correction mptv i did i said clayton rodriguez and the whole time i meant chabralo that's the guy and that would have been a good fight but ufc was like no 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 <laughs> no 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 not yet um oh so the city kickboxing parlay hooker and volkanowski they do train at city kickboxing listen dude i love those kind of parlays so yes do it do it bananas and grapes do it do it mptv says here i like the all mexican parlay minus shires well how about this one do it with shires do it and then take him out do them both both baby do both but i'm gonna be playing with that too uh today's thursday like tomorrow friday i'll be messing with my whole tip sheet and i'll be doing some yeah <laughs> the americans parlay because there's only a handful of americans in this card too so um I love this one going the distance. Both guys never been finished. Again, I'm kind of behind in the chat, so I, I apologize in that one. Um, but you guys are in agreement. That makes the most. That's the most important thing here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that bananas and grapes. Very well done for Pantoja, right? <laughs> yes exactly um ronge writes in that uh madalena looks madalena looks like he's been hit in the head with a, a flat iron yeah dude that listen he looks like he's from the irish mob up in the northeast you know that like boston scene those guys are killers and uh and he's a killer in the octagon too the guy is legit he's very tough and look he was supposed to fight sean brady people were like uh blah 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 this and that i'm like look dude even if he should if he fought sean brady I had him winning. I had him actually in a long, like, future parlay. I had him winning that fight against Sean Brady. And I respect Sean Brady. He's a good wrestler, whatever, whatever. I get all that. But, uh, dude, Madalena, until somebody beats him, he has he has lost before. Don't get me wrong. But until someone stops this hype that's going on right now, this, like, this movement around him, no. I go against this guy. <sighs> okay, deep breaths, guys. There it is. It's 8.18 p.m. Eastern time. We kind of ran through this somewhat quickly but i gave you my picks for ufc 290 um you know check out ronj capper comparison picks he did a video already this week sort of giving his feedback on on the fights and who has to win look we're flooded in the ufc i mean the mma space right with youtube and twitter there's so many good people to follow too many to name but there's a ton of guys out there of course bc dave uh, and my man ronj they're great to go to they have information to offer you guys there's also a great tapology group that bc dave has I'm always talking about it, but you can join that group for free. Um, hit, hit, up, hit up those guys. They'll give you information on how to join that group. 
that's a group of killers in there too and they always have uh whoever wins that group basically it's it's like genius each week like you won that group oh man you feel like i did it so anyway ufc 290 is coming up on saturday uh you do have pfl europe on saturday too which starts at like 2 11 a.m <laughs> eastern <laughs> my degenerate ass will be up early on 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 saturday watching pfl 11 a.m I'll have some action on that. Um, but then we have 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Start the UFC 290. Lock and load. Put the kids away. You know, maybe put the kids, the grandparents, whatever you got to do. Get the beers ready to go. Don't get too crazy. But uh, enjoy yourselves. And I will see you guys soon. Deuces. 